Welcome to the Free Retiree Show. My name is Lee Michael Murphy. I've been in wealth management for the last 10 years right in the heart of the Silicon Valley. People have always asked me, how do I achieve financial independence? And while the financial world wants you to believe it's as simple as investing your money, I'm here to tell you it's a small piece of the puzzle. I've seen four consistent factors in the people that have achieved financial independence. One, they excel in their career. Two, they manage their money properly. Three, they're able to avoid devastating financial mistakes. They can see through the BS. And lastly, they understand they need to learn from the best, the people that have achieved success in their career and their finances. Join us on our journey as we learn how to become free retirees. Welcome in to the Free Retiree Show. You're sitting now with your pals from career, finance, and legal, your best friends, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside career advisor extraordinaire, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? And we are also alongside Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's going on, guys? Today, we have a wonderful episode for you guys. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of connection. And specifically for this episode, we talk about how you can use connection to help yourself in business and particularly help yourself in an interview. Right now, we're having a lot of people that are hunting for new jobs due to COVID, and maybe they're just trying to change up their professional life. And the job market, it's very competitive. Right now, you have a lot of people that are interviewing at these top companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook, and there's dozens, if not hundreds of applicants going for these roles. So how do you go into the interview and not be applicant number 326 or applicant ABC? You have to connect. And so Serge, you know, I don't like to give Sergio Patterson compliments. Obviously, if you guys have listened to the show, it's not my thing. But one thing I've always admired about Sergio is everyone likes him except me. And his ability to connect with people. Like he just knows how to connect. And he's landed some roles that he probably wasn't qualified to get. But, you know, he has the ability of connection. So, Serge, give us a little bit about what you're going to talk today. Yeah, no, I mean, you kind of hit it right on the head. We're in one of the toughest job markets right now. Interviewing's tough. All of us who have been in an interview were nervous. A lot going on. But one thing I wanted to make clear it's like you can only control what you can control. And being yourself, being authentic, and connecting is one thing that you, as the person interviewing, you can control that. So I think mastering this skill can really help people one, get better results in interviewing, but two, just get better in life, in networking, connecting, and building relationships. It's important all around. Yeah. And I think that this is not just good for the interviews, but people in business, it's all about your network. And I've said before, your net worth is your network. To do that, you have to be able to connect with people, be genuine, and that's going to lead to your success on all walks of life, but particularly in business. So if you are interested in being able to land that job where there's a lot of competition, move forward in your own life, excel in your career, this is going to be a great episode for you. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we're back, we'll be back with Sergio Patterson. We're going to be talking about the ability and the importance of connecting and how to do it. If you have a question, financial related, career related, legal related, make sure you send them to ask at thefreeretiree.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Free Retiree Show. Today we are all together. The Free Retiree crew is going to be talking about the power of connection and how to connect. We got the finest in Silicon Valley, Sergio Patterson, guiding us on our conversation today. Serge. That's debatable. You are the finest. 
You're the best. This is not a debate. These are facts. Thank you, my friend. A lot of compliments flowing from Lee yeah, today. This is, wow. this is strange. I'm not used to this. <laughs> Great intro, Lee. Yeah, so we're going to be talking a lot about how to use connection early on in the interview process and how to stand out. But before I go and kick off, I want to ask you guys, like, how have you guys used in your careers? Lee, you're obviously a wealth manager. Matt, you're a lawyer. How do you guys think about bringing your authentic self and connecting with people early on to kind of help that relationship or that business venture grow? Um, I think a good example for me was my current boss now, my relationship with him is like, when I first met him, he was my teacher. He was teaching a free class at my law school for students wanting to take the bar. He got to see me kind of perform as a student for, I don't know, like three or four months. And then we were friends after that for a little while before I actually started working with him. So I was able to actually build up that personal connection. And he saw me in different lights as a student, as a friend and all that stuff. And then now we have a great relationship and we're doing good things. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example. You networked and then it paid off. And Damien's the best, right? Shout out to Damien. Yeah, you don't want Damien on the other side of a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Matt has described him as like a pit bull or rabbit chihuahua, one of those, right? From somewhere in the middle, yeah. <laughs> That's right. If you come after the free retiree show, know what we've got. <laughs> Lee, what about you, man? For me, I work with a lot of companies and families. My philosophy is people who have to know, like, and trust you to have a successful relationship, to be able to work with you. So I think that people, when they meet you, if you're not just honest, that's one thing. Like you have to be very honest and open. So I always try to be very honest about my strengths and my faults. Because if you're just kind of talking about what you're great at and what you're not great at, people will sense that. So I think honesty, being open, and then they need to know who I am, things that I do in my life, and I need to know about them. And I think if people know you and then they like you and that you have that trust, you're generally going to have a successful relationship. But those things are very important that I think a lot of people can overlook. And even I'm meeting with people that I've never met before. So a lot of times I get calls for people that said, hey, I want to talk to you. And most of the time the conversation ends up pretty good. But I just recently had a more rushed interview. I backed too close my appointments and I only gave 30 minutes to talk to this person. I felt like right after I got off the phone with them, cause I had to go on to my next one. I was like, this person knows nothing about me. I know nothing about them. Yeah. We're not going to move forward. And it sure enough, nothing happened from it because I didn't spend enough time getting to know who they were. They didn't get enough time to know who I was. And therefore the business yeah. relationship never happened. It just ended right there. hundred percent. And this happens in the interview process. You know, a lot of people out there are going in like robots and they wonder why they're not getting offers. They wonder why they're not moving along in the process. So what I hope to do in this episode is just really show people the importance of connecting during the interview process to hopefully get you that job. Yeah, you know, I think that's so important what you just said. There's so many people that think that if I say these boilerplate things and say the right thing, that I'm good, right? And if you don't have that connection, all that stuff doesn't matter. You're right, 100%. But there's three buckets I want to touch on. So the first one is the importance of establishing the connection in the first minute of the interview. So if we're talking about interviews, this is what I mean. Every time I hop on an interview and for the audience, I interview a lot, whether or not I like the job I'm in, you should be interviewing at least once or twice a year just to kind of keep that muscle building. But during the interview process, in the first minute, nine times out of 10, the interviewer is going to ask you how you're doing. And if you just say, I'm good, how are you? You've already failed. This is, this, <laughs> really? is, this is literally like them offering you like an alley-oop. This is like Kobe to Shaq. This is your chance to connect. And what I mean by that is you could say, oh, I'm good, how are you? Or you could say... I'm doing great. You know what? I actually just finished my mile long run. I'm feeling really good. I've got a ton of energy. How are you doing? And then that person says, oh, you run? Shoot, I just finished my run, whatever. 
So the context here and the importance is they're asking you how you're doing. This is your chance in that first minute to actually give them a piece of who you are. Yeah. And then you're separating yourself from probably a majority of the answers. They're doing so many interviews. They probably already know, oh, this person's going to say, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, hundred percent. You also, you think about it too. That's like the entry point of the interview, right? That's probably when for the applicant, the anxiety is at the highest point. You don't know what to expect. You're walking into the situation. And if you're able to make that jump and do that, that's definitely going to set you out. Cause I bet you a lot of people are going to have too much anxiety to actually do that. Yes. That's a really good point. And something I want to touch on too is early on, like you said, Matt, everybody's nervous, not just you, but the person interviewing you, they might be a little nervous also. So what this does is it breaks the ice for everyone. That's just one example, but something I might go to is something about my kid, something dumb my kid just said, or something like my kid has school, I'm working on his homework, but I'm feeling great. I'm energized. Anything that can show a piece of you early on and to break the ice, that's the why. And then the other part is, is like right now we're dealing with COVID. There's all kinds of things going on. There's literally no easier way to connect right now. There's no excuses not to connect in the first minute. When they ask you how you're doing, that's your chance to like show a little bit about yourself. The other piece, and this is the kind of the second bucket, is staying in the moment. It's tough right now because we're on VC. Matt, I know you're doing some Zoom calls for the lawyer stuff. Lee, I'm sure you've had to. So we kind of have to switch up how you stay engaged. You no longer can walk up and shake someone's hand. I know, Lee, that's probably different for you, right? Meeting someone in person and a new client, you don't have that presence in person anymore. So now, how do you figure out how to establish that connection and be in the moment over VC? You're totally right. I mean, I think for me, it is different because before I could shake a hand, sit face to face, and I think it was easier. You feel a stronger connection when you're meeting people when it's in person. You could still feel that same connection over VC, but I think it's much harder. And I think it takes a lot more effort. It does. You know, we say the word attentional a lot on the show and you have to be intentional about trying to overcome the distance because we're just staring at a computer screen, right? So there's just some like basic things to think about. Even when we're doing this show, you have to remember, you know, they always say maintain eye contact when you're in person, that's easy. But when you're looking at a computer screen where we all want to look at each other instead of the camera. So tip number one, look at the damn camera. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great advice. When you're interviewing, it's almost impossible to do, but just think about that. Cause when you're looking at them, you're looking at the screen or whatever, but oh, you're not maintaining eye I contact. That was gold, Serge. I actually, I can't believe this. I've been thinking about this on so many interviews. And I'm like, why aren't they looking at me? <laughs> you know, and I'm probably doing the same thing to them. Yeah, we all do it. I do it all the time. So it's something I've been noticing as I've been working from home and been on Zooms is remember to look at the camera because that's your way of maintaining eye contact. The other thing is as comfortable as you might be in your video game chair at home, try not to lean back, sit up straight. Because you got to remember, even though you're at home, pretend that you're literally in the office, you're sitting up straight, you've got good posture. Try not to lean back. This is really important. Given we're on VC, right? You constantly want to nod and make sure that when they're talking, you're in agreement with what they're saying. If you're just sitting there mean mugging, <laughs> no bueno. Show them some sort of physical reaction to what they're saying so that they know you're engaged. And a part of that brings me to my next point. As the interviewer is explaining the role or the company or whatever it may be, Make sure you repeat afterwards or like ask some sort of clarifying question that actually shows that you're listening. So an example would be the interviewer is talking about what the team does on a daily basis. An easy way, just so I got that straight, you have two people in Germany and two people in Italy and then one person in New York. That's right, right? That's kind of how the org is set up. Then they're going to say, yep, you got it 100%. That's just like one tactical way of showing that you're paying attention. 
The other part is when you start asking more questions as the interviewer is explaining to you what the role is about, it actually gives you the opportunity. It brings me to my next point about getting personal, showing who you are. This is your chance to actually ask them questions as well about company culture, what they enjoy most doing, what drives them, what motivates them. Why is this company a great place to work? What keeps them at the company? These are some questions that I ask to get the interviewer to open up with me. Because once you can get the interview to open up, then you can start being more personable. When you ask them what keeps them at the company, they're going to give you something genuine. They're not going to bullshit you with that answer. This is your chance. You want to ask the type of questions that you're going to get information that allows them to open up. This is super important because when you ask, what do you enjoy most about working at this company? They're going to tell you something. And then this is your chance to come back. Well, you know, oh, okay, that's interesting. You know, I do this or that. I work on this at this company and I've done this at that company. And I think with anyone trying to stand out in the interview process, you have to share something unique and personal to your story. Otherwise, you're going to be interviewer number one, two, three, like Lisa. And what I mean by that is maybe you have a side, maybe you're on a podcast or maybe you, whatever it is you do, somehow bring that in and build that into your story so that they remember you. I like that. Yeah, that's spot on. There's so many people that are interviewing. It's not just hundreds of people applying. It's thousands, especially if you're going for one of the best companies. Connection and connecting and showing who you are is literally something easy to do. And it's going to help you stand out when you need it the most, when they're trying to make that hiring decision. And I've had so many people reach out. They start as robots, just talking about what they've done. This small tweak doesn't necessarily guarantee them a job, but over time, they're going to see small improvements and then eventually start getting these offers. I've used this tactic for years and I've seen it help me get from phase to phase. And I don't always get the offer, but nine times out of 10, I'm making it to the final rounds of interviews and I'm getting good feedback. So I'd argue this method works, but like I said, this isn't guaranteeing you're going to get hired. The goal is to make small improvements and connection is just one component of the interview process. This is just one of many different components. What if you go in an interview and you feel like you bombed that? You're like, oh God, I sucked it up real bad. This was terrible. I didn't feel any connection. It felt like I might've messed up on a couple questions. Should you like email them after the fact, call them a bunch of times, ping them on every social media outlet? <laughs> what do you do when you feel like you might've not done so hot? Well, I don't condone harassment, um, <laughs> but- Cyberstalking. <laughs> Cyberstalking. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I can share a story. Would you recommend that we friend request them on every social media platform after the interview? No, don't do that. Please, <laughs> please don't do that. You're just going to scare people. During the Amazon interview, I knew I bombed one section of this interview. It was more the technical aspect of the role. And this guy I was interviewing with, he was just a super tough interview. Probably the worst and hardest interview I've ever had. My approach to answer your question, Lee, is to be honest with the recruiter when you're following up and sending the thank you notes, because that's one component of the interview process is make sure you follow up and send thank you notes. I called out in my thank you note, let's just say his name was Bob. This is literally what I said. I said, hey, Bob, really enjoyed our conversation. You were literally the hardest person I've ever had to interview with. And I know I messed up on these two questions, but here's how I think about it now. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate you challenging me and pushing me, blah, blah, blah. That's a really good approach. I like that approach. Yeah, that's bold. You have to own it and be honest. And I think they appreciated that I was honest with where I messed up. It's not going to say that you're going to get an offer, but if you really feel like you bombed something and you know you could do better, let the recruiter know so that they just know that you're aware. I would have crawled up in the fetal position and been like there for like <laughs> <Yeah>. a few days. <laughs> did anybody tell you that or did you just think of that yourself? 
that's been kind of my approach for the last six-ish years, like really just owning and being honest about what I'm good at and what I'm not. And I've noticed over time that they appreciate that more than the person that's just bullshitting. As an interviewer, you kind of know when someone's bullshitting. Yeah, you see that with lawyers a lot too. Yeah, when you start probing and asking real questions and then it's like, oh, like this person doesn't actually know what they're talking about. But yeah, I think being your authentic self, being honest, it's going to play to your advantage in the long run, especially during the interview process. I mean, they're seeing so many people. So overall, yeah, I think connection is probably one of the most important components of getting an offer at a company and really standing out. One example before we kind of wrap, I've been in interviews at one of the biggest companies in the world and I didn't get this job. But one of the people I interviewed with, I asked her a question about what's kind of her biggest priority, what she's working on right now. And she ended up telling me she was working on this project that helps young kids code. And then that was my opening. I was like, you know what? I've got two young kids. My son really likes computers. I'm trying to figure out which program to set them up with. Spent like 10 minutes just talking about this new product she's creating in my kids. And while I didn't get this offer, I got amazing feedback on this interview. I did really well. That just is like one example of how you asking questions and just showing a little bit about yourself can like, one, make the interview go better, but two, also make them remember you. Like, I know I have this connection with this person going forward. That's all I got. You guys have any questions on this topic or anything that you've seen in your worlds? No, man. I love you. I think those are great tips. You said a lot of things that I'd never thought of. I would say for myself, I'm coming more from the business side of things, connecting with people in business. And like I said before, I'm really big on people have to know, like, and trust you. And I think where I've had a lot of success is I genuinely really want to know people. I think I probably got that a lot from my mentor. You guys know Carl. He's a great guy, super successful. And one thing I always noticed about him is he just cared about people so much. Like wherever you were at, he wanted to help people. He wanted to know people. And I think that everyone we know has a story and everyone deserves to have their story told. And so if you can show that you care about their story, and I tell you, if you can show passion for like wanting to know that person's story, I think that that is a way that you can get that connection with people. Because it's all about know, like, and trust. Figure out their story. If you can do that, you're going to open up a lot of doors. You're going to make a lot of friends. And you're just going to connect with a lot of people if you show that you genuinely want to know what their story is. Yeah, I love that. Tying that back to the interview, if you interview with five people and all five remember your story over everybody else, it's going to impact the hiring decision. You may not get hired, but you're going to be very high on the list. Like you said, Lee, people want to work with people they think maybe they'll get along with a little bit better. And interviews won't say it, but it's true. It's important to tell your story. Yeah, who's going to fit in well with our team? It's facts. And they don't like to say it. It's like, oh, no, culture fit, you know. uh, No, no, it's true. (laughs) Yeah, because they got to deal with you on a daily basis. (laughs) Awesome, Serge. Thanks for all that wisdom today, buddy. Yeah, so if you guys have questions, make sure to send them to askatthefreeretiree.com. You got a big interview coming up. Maybe you're trying to land that new job. Reach out to Sergio. He is the man you want to talk to. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. 
C. Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. C. Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc., The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.